You are listening to the Emotionally Equipped Podcast with Shira Gura, episode number 244. Hi, this is Shira, and welcome to my podcast. To me, there is absolutely nothing more important than getting emotionally equipped, because literally everything you do in your life has an emotional component to it. And unless you are emotionally equipped, those emotions have the potential to hijack your life. This podcast and my award-winning books were created to help you see what's possible in your life. And my course takes it all to the next level by teaching you how to be in control of your emotions, how to get unstuck from playing the victim, and how to feel good in your relationships and with yourself. It's all so very exciting. So if you're new to me, I invite you to head over to my website and take a look around, shiragura.com. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today, and now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So I was debating what episode I would create for this last Tuesday of 2021. I was actually thinking of doing an interview, but I decided I'm going to push that interview off until January, and instead, I wanted to talk to you about taking a moment to pause and reflect. For those of you who don't know, the foundation of my work really is the pause, meaning you can't really be in control of your emotions or of your life, really, if you don't know how to stop. When you're in a place of going, going, going and being busy, 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 on the one hand, that can seem wonderful, right, from the outside, like, hey, look at them. They're able to fill their lives up with so many things and they never get bored for a moment. But on the other hand, at least I can tell you from my personal experience, that's not always a good thing. Because sometimes those kinds of people, they're not pausing for a reason. And that reason is that the pause can be very, very uncomfortable. Because when you take a pause, it can bring up a lot of uncomfortable emotions, like boredom, like fear, and just like discomfort. And when the mind is not comfortable, it tends to do things in order to take that discomfort away. And that includes numbing your emotions, like with food or with alcohol or social media or any other thing. But anyway, that's not the topic for this episode. If you're interested to learn more about that, I definitely go into that inside of my course. And so I really do believe that having a pausing practice, and that can look like so many different things, is so worthwhile to have. And that pause can be done once a day or multiple times a day, which is something, again, I really highly recommend But you can also create a weekly pause and a monthly pause and even a yearly pause. And I recommend all of them if you can create them in your life. So in my online membership, which I call the Living Deliberately Circle, we take a monthly pause where we reflect on the past month and then we create our intentions for the new one. And this is not done over like a few seconds. It's actually done like workshop style, where we really take time to reflect and be introspective and answer a lot of prompts that I ask. 
And I really see it as such a powerful practice because it wakes you up to realize where you are and where you want to go. And then yearly, you can do the same thing essentially, right? Taking time to reflect back on the whole year and take a moment to look into the new year and see what it is you want to create for yourself. So at the beginning of 2021, I led an online workshop to create a vision board. If you're not familiar with what that is, a vision board is basically like a visual representation of your goals and your dreams. Usually these are poster size, but it really can be any size that you want. And the poster contains all kinds of images and text that basically represent something you want to create or accomplish in your life. So last year I did a live event online And ahead of time, I asked those who were joining to collect old magazines and newspapers so they would have material to go through during the workshop. And then I put on music and I just invited everyone to go through the stuff that they collected and to start to cut or rip out whatever spoke to them. So there aren't really any rules when it comes to vision boards and you aren't supposed to think too much. The idea is just to go through the magazines or the newspaper is, and if something pops out at you, you just grab it and you put it aside. And then at the end of that allotted time, you assemble what you gathered and you paste it on your board. I think there's a lot of power in doing vision boards. I think this mental practice can increase your motivation and your confidence and certainly your focus. Because the idea is once you're done completing your board, You place it within a regular line of sight, whether that's, you know, near your bed or your office or even on the refrigerator. The key is to look at it as often as possible because the board acts as a reminder to where you want to go. And so I went down to my office the other day and I took my vision board from my bookshelf and I looked at it. And I will admit, I did place it visibly for the first few months of 2021 in my office. And then I did some moving around in the office and I ended up putting it on the bookshelf and I haven't really looked at it for several months. So I'm really glad I took it out to refresh my memory and see where I was at the beginning of 2021. Anyway, so I took a photo and I put it as the image for this episode. So I'm not going to go into details about what I put on my vision board, but I will say it was so amazing to look at it and to remember where I was when I created it and where I am now and how spot on the images and the words are for what I'm feeling right now at the end of 2021. It's actually quite remarkable. Now, I didn't write down specific goals. It was more of a, you know, general way of how I want to feel and who I want to be and what I want to create in the world. So it's not necessarily something you can measure, if you know what I mean. In terms of specific goals, I did set some specific goals for myself at the beginning of the year, and I can't say that I hit all of them. But the truth is, I don't really care about that because I don't set goals to necessarily hit them. I set goals to challenge me. So even if I don't hit a goal, I usually feel successful. 
if at least I know I showed up as the person who could achieve that goal, which of course, almost across the board, I did. And so for the couple of goals that I didn't quite hit, I'm letting them roll over into 2022, and I am beyond excited for the coming year and everything that I plan to create in it, which is a lot. Okay, so beyond the vision board, I'm just going to share some reflections of 2021. Number one, being an army mom is quite surreal. So for those of you who don't know, my daughter Ayala enlisted in the Navy in August, and she's now serving in a combat unit. And I can't share many details, and I probably even don't even know half of them anyway. But let's just say it's been a challenge, right? Being the mother of a soldier, a female soldier, (laughs) is a challenge. You know, having her home for so few days and then having to say goodbye. And of course, it's not just, you know, goodbye. It's like, you know, she's going back to an army base. So yeah, that took a little getting used to and I'm definitely practicing to being the mother that I want to be for her. And I think it's going really well. Number two, I know a lot of people have lost loved ones over the last couple of years relating to COVID and not. I lost my maternal grandmother this year. And my husband's father tragically passed away this year as well. And with the many women in my community giving birth, I've really felt the sense of the circle of life. Number three, I picked up the guitar this year again. (laughs) It's one of my goals, that is, to become a confident guitar player. And I'm still working on that goal. I've continued to create a lot of music this year, which continues to spread throughout my community and beyond, which is such an amazing feeling. But getting back to the guitar is definitely on my list for 2022. Number four, I swam across the Sea of Galilee. I practiced some yoga. I learned somatics. And I've taken a lot of lovely walks pretty much every day for the entire year. I am a big believer in the value of moving your body, and I am grateful that I had the privilege to be able to do that every single day. Number five, I traveled to the United States to visit my family, which is something I do not take for granted. I have a huge family and some great friends, most of them living in New Jersey, and it was quite amazing to have that opportunity to be with everyone, especially during this time. Number six, professionally, I continued to offer workshops and run small groups and work with some really amazing people one-on-one, supporting and empowering all of these people to feel better in their relationships and with themselves and really to live their best lives. And that is such a gift. I will never take that for granted. I absolutely love doing the work that I do which is probably why it's continuing to grow and unfold as it is. And finally, number seven is personally. So personally, I put in a water system for my garden, and now my garden is flourishing beautifully. I wrote in a lot of journals. I got unstuck a lot. I got clear a lot. And I don't think I felt any better in my life as I do right now, both in my marriage and with my parenting, and just with myself. 
I turned 48 this past October, but I feel like I'm 30 and I am excited about life and what's to come and all of the many possibilities that are out there. I literally feel like it's just the beginning. In fact, over the past half a year or so, I have been having this visceral feeling of feeling like I'm in a birth canal. And I know that may sound really weird to some of you, but it's what I've been feeling like I'm in this very slow process of being birthed or perhaps being rebirthed. And I'm just so excited and yet also so very calm and patient with what this next stage of life is going to look like. So 2021 was a good year for me. Like I said, I didn't hit all of my goals, but I don't care. I'm on a great path. I'm clear with who it is I want to be. And I know where I want to put my focus for 2022. And regarding 2022, I'm beyond ready for this year to come. I enrolled in a course this past year on how to create a powerful online course. So for the past many years, as I mentioned, I've been working with people one-on-one and in small groups, and I always wanted to create a powerful online course, but I never quite knew how. And so I enrolled in this course, and let me tell you, I feel like I've gone through business school in lightning speed over the last five months or so. And my course, Emotionally Equipped for Life, is going to be launched for the first time in January, and I cannot wait. This course is literally the culmination of all of the work that I've done up until now, and it's so much more than just my tools, and it's so much more than just my books, and it's so much more than just this podcast. And I'm like literally jumping off the edge of my seat until launch day. Now, in addition to enrolling in that course, I've also been working very closely with a coach on this project. And this woman, let me tell you, is unbelievable. She has been guiding me with such a close eye, and I think she's probably one of the wisest people I know. And because of that, this course is beyond anything I could have ever expected. And I'm so grateful to have had met her this past year. So I think my biggest takeaway of 2021 is that when you take action, you get clarity. So what do I mean by that? I mean, sometimes we get stuck in not knowing what to do, or we're afraid, right, to make a quote unquote bad decision. And so we do nothing. Like we don't take action. We get into this place of analysis paralysis. But when we do take action, things happen. They always do. And then we get clarity. Now, we may not always like what we create when we take action, but at least we get data, right? Like we see, okay, I like what I created or I didn't like what I created. And then from there, you can move forward taking more action and then you get more clarity. I cannot tell you how many epiphanies I have had over the last five months, like literally at least one a day, which is a lot. And the reason I keep having these epiphanies 
is because of the tremendous amount of action I have been taking, both in creating this course and in working with the people that I work with, and actually in practicing all of this on myself. I keep having more and more and more aha moments, all of which I'm not only internalizing, it's all going inside of the course. And so it's true, when you take action, you might fail, right? But the truth is failure is part of the process. So if you wanna succeed in life, in any area of your life, you need to know that failure is part of the equation. And when you really know that, like you really accept that from the get-go, you don't end up worrying about failure as much because you just accept it. And then when it happens, you get unstuck and you fall forward and then you keep going, hopefully with a big smile on your face. And so for me, I think that's the biggest takeaway I have for this year. And so I'm curious if you have a big takeaway from 2021 and have you done this reflection of your past year, of where you were and where you're headed? It's really a powerful and worthwhile exercise to do and I really want to invite you to do it. Give yourself some quiet and definitely give yourself some time to do this work because a year is a long time. And while some things may quickly pop out, you know, in your memory, other things may not. And it could be really worthwhile to see if you can recall some of those other gems. If you do this exercise, I would love to hear about it. I welcome your comments either on my website or on social media. And if you're interested in participating in a live vision board exercise with me, also let me know. I'm thinking about leading another one in January, but I haven't decided yet. So I'd love to hear from you. Okay, my dear friends, I want to take one more moment and just say thank you. Thank you for being a listener to this podcast. Thank you for sharing it with your family and friends if you have. Thank you for leaving your comments and your thoughts with me throughout the year. And perhaps most specifically, thank you to those of you who have worked with me in any capacity over this past year and beyond and have put your trust in me. I love and appreciate each of you, even if we haven't met personally. And if we haven't, I do hope we have the opportunity in the coming year. Sending love and blessings for a powerful new year. I'll see you in 2022. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to my course, Emotionally Equipped for Life. This is a powerful online eight-week course where you learn and practice the skills and tools to be in control, to get unstuck from playing the victim, and to feel good in your relationships and with yourself. This course is so much more than my books and this podcast because it's where you take the challenging situations you're facing in your life, and together with me, we roll up our sleeves and we get to work with getting unstuck. To me, there is nothing more important than your emotional health and well-being. It only takes a moment to stop your emotions from hijacking your life, and you deserve to know how. Head over to shiragora.com forward slash the course to sign up for the waitlist. I hope to see you in the next course.